So my friends, today, celebrating this feast of the baptism of the Lord, the baptism of the Lord is actually still the um, continuation of the Epiphany. This is why we sang the same opening hymn that we used last week at the Epiphany, that you used, because I was in Indianapolis. Um, But uh, the baptism of the Lord is the Epiphany, the manifestation of God, continues with what we celebrate today. That Jesus was baptized in the Jordan by John, and that this voice of the Father came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. It's a manifestation. It's it's, um, attesting to the fact that Jesus is who he's going to claim to be, the beloved son of the father. Jesus is baptized. And look, this is um, crazy. Jesus doesn't need to be baptized, right? John even says, um, I don't need to be, you need, I need to be baptized by you. You shouldn't be baptized by me. I need to be baptized by you. Jesus is sinless. Why does he have to be baptized? When Jesus is baptized, the waters don't wash away any sin. Jesus doesn't have any sin. The waters, it doesn't change Jesus. Rather, Jesus changes the waters of baptism. And because of that, because Jesus is baptized, the waters of baptism have been made holy. He wasn't made holy by them. Rather, he made them holy. And now when we are baptized, baptism has that power that it changes us. It makes us holy. The radicality of baptism is something that I really think we've lost. And we need to recapture the reality of what happens at baptism. Just what happens when we're baptized. You see, we, we do baptism, particularly when we baptize babies. You know, you just pour a little bit of water. I am so bad at get, not getting water in the baby's eyes. I actually failed that in seminary. Uh, we were supposed to baptize a baby doll, and I was getting water all in the eyes. And then the priest who's he's like, no, do it again. Don't get in the eyes. But I'm laughing now because it's ridiculous baptizing a plastic head baby doll. Um, and sure enough, now as a priest, I've gotten water in those babies' eyes so many times. Um, but what happens at baptism, um, what would happen would be the full immersion baptism, right? Where if you're baptized as an adult, uh, the way it would have been done to Jesus, John would have taken Jesus by the shoulders and plunged him into the water and then pulled him back up. And that is what baptism, full immersion, looks like. Being plunged into the waters and being pulled back up. And now why is that imagery so important? Because baptism really is a death and resurrection. When we are baptized, we really go through a spiritual death and resurrection. And to be plunged into the waters. Remember what we hear at the beginning of the book of Genesis. When everything was void and formless, water covering the whole world earth. Again, that's imagery, but the waters, they're chaotic. It's kind of pre-creation. And that we, already physically born, are plunged into those waters. That we go back to that state before the creation, before life. And that we are then brought out again. It's the rebirth. It's the rebirth that Jesus talks about when he's talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus says, how can a man be born again? How? Can he re-enter his mother? No! Unless you're born by water and the Holy Spirit. And that is baptism. It is an actual rebirth. Not just a symbolic welcoming. Not just kind of a nice ceremony. No! It is a symbolic death and resurrection. Not more than symbolic. It's a spiritual real death and resurrection. We are reborn in baptism. And this is so important for all of us who were baptized. 
Because we were changed on that day. For me, it was only like a month after I was born. May of 1987. I was reborn in baptism. I was, re- I was made new. My life changed. One life, a life of sin and death, ended. And a new one began on that day. Same when an adult is baptized. Right? I was actually reflecting upon it this past week. We, we right now have no adults scheduled to be baptized for the Easter Vigil. I'm kind of bummed out about that. Because what happens when an adult is baptized? It's that the old life of death and sin dies. It goes away. And then when we're pulled out of the water, we are made new. We are born again. We are made new creations in Jesus Christ. And we're changed. We are actually, we're changed for all of eternity because of baptism. This is something we need to regularly remember. Because I am baptized, I am different. I don't belong to sin and death anymore. Sin has no power over me. Death has no power over me. I am a new creation because of my baptism. And so we need to live that. I think one, a great scandal in our church, there are many scandals in our church, but in the church in the last number of decades, uh, and probably through the entire history of the church, the fact that there are so, you know, former Catholics make up one, the third largest religion in America. Former Catholics are the third largest religious group in America. People who have been baptized, have been reborn in Jesus Christ, not living it out. I used to be Catholic. I don't, I don't do that religion thing anymore. You've been reborn. Sin and death have no more power over you. But we don't live it out. And look, then that happens in my life all the time. How often do I not live out my own personal baptism? How often do I not recognize that we should be, we are anointed by the Holy Spirit. We are washed clean from sin. It should be different. We should live radically. The early Christians were radical. Radical about love of God. Radical about service to those in need. Radical about living their faith into which they had been baptized. We need that radicality back. We need that devotion, that fire of the Holy Spirit. We need that. If our our church can't be mediocre, so-so. We're just getting by. We do our thing. No, we're baptized in Jesus Christ. We have to go. We are identified with him. The Father spoke to each one of us on the day of our baptism. Baptism. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. Because we were adopted in Jesus Christ. We have been adopted by God the Father. We should live differently. We should live radically in love with Almighty God. And then we should go out and spread this word. To anyone who will listen and even to those who won't. We should go out and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. We should live it not just for an hour a week, but every minute of every single day, radically following our Lord Jesus Christ. I remember reading the book Quo Vadis by Heinrich Sienkiewicz. It's one of the books that made the biggest impact on me for some of its quotability. But one of the uh, points that I remember very vividly at the very beginning of the book is this young girl is being brought into Nero's court. And uh, she's a Christian. And the, the understanding with the Christian community is that even if she's ousted as a Christian, and even if she's put to death because of that, 
that that is what she is expected to do, to live her Christianity rather than give in to the sins that were prominent in the Roman emperor's court at the time. She was expected to lay down her life rather than commit one mortal sin, even one. How, I mean, we, nowadays we go, oh, just don't worry, like, no, it's not your, no, we should be expected. I would rather, I'd rather die than miss Sunday Mass. I'd rather die than commit a mortal sin. I'd rather die than any of that because I have died in baptism and I've been reborn in Jesus Christ. And so now the life I live is not my own, it's Christ living in me, as St. Paul says. My friends, this is what we believe. If we were baptized, this actually happened to us. And we need to live it. We have to live it. Jesus was baptized to make these waters of baptism holy. He's manifested himself to us in this way. We who share in that baptism need to live radically love of God. We need to live radically love of our brothers and sisters. We need to live radically, faithfully, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is our call. If every person who's received the grace of baptism lives this authentically every minute of every day, imagine what the world would look like. I think it was Gandhi who said, if every Christian lived as a Christian, there'd be no non-Christians. If every single Christian lived as a Christian, there would be no non-Christians. My friends, we need to live this, really starting today, right now. God is our beloved Father. He loves us and has adopted us in Jesus Christ. And so we live radically that love of our Lord Jesus so we may one day share in glory in the kingdom of heaven with all those brothers and sisters of ours who have been baptized, all those who have been brought to know Jesus Christ in the unity of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.